Greetings, Trivolites. We're excited to present to you today a listener-requested episode. All right. Melanie from Texas, a fan of the show, requested World War II, and we aim to deliver. Every time. Yes, we do. Every time. Thanks for listening, Melanie. We hope you enjoy your episode. Number one. In World War II, British soldiers got a ration of three sheets of toilet paper a day. Americans got 22. <laughs> That's a good find there, buddy. You digging for this treasure, huh? Well, I'm digging for gold. Yeah. I found it. Yeah. I find it every day. <laughs> I don't use three sheets. <laughs> nope. Nope. As per uh, previous episode. Yes. It's usually about a three wrap. Uh-huh. Yeah. Which would have to be probably a minimum of 12 sheets, right? Minimum. Yeah, probably about 36. That'd be really difficult. 36. Three sheets. 36 sheets, yeah. Man, what if you were really regular and you went maybe one or two times a day? That three sheets might be gone. I think you're using leaves. Mm Mm-hmm. Or your hand. How big were the sheets back in... uh, The 40s? 40s. Man, I don't know. I would imagine they haven't changed much over time. But, uh, yeah, you're talking to, I mean, this much, but those, are we, it doesn't say what ply we're dealing with also. Oh, that's a good point. Is this a four-ply I don't think shaman? they had quad-ply back no. then. No. 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 That, that would have been considered a waste. Yeah. Especially during wartime. I bet they wish they did. Because yeah. then they could break it up. Oh, yeah, yeah you, you could just kind of. have, uh, what is that, two times three? They'd have 12 sheets. Carry the one. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> that would be, uh. What, quad-ply times three? That'd have been 12. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. pun intended. <laughs> nice. Yeah. That's a really thin sheet. There's not much there between you and darkness. Very, very true. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I picture them back then. You know, what other rations were given out with these? I'm curious. When you when you mm-hmm. line up and you get everybody in line and sure. Count out your three. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on. Who is this guy Reeves. over here? You know? Hold on, Reeves. I'll trade you my granola for your three. Uh, I had some bad stuff last night. <laughs> I'll give you my snack granola. You give me your other three sheet flies. Yeah. Called a fair deal. Right. There was some rough bargaining and bartering going on back then. Sure, maybe there was like cigarettes. So maybe if you're not a smoker, you could barter your cigarettes oh, you for more toilet paper. More than, yeah, people hoarding it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Pull out their little bag. Come on, I got got 50 sheets. (laughs) Ready to go. I got toilet paper for days. That's right. In case you have a bad German burrito. But just one little sheet. Just one. I've got sheets for (laughs) days. I've got sheets of paper for days. Pun intended. Yeah. We got a runny nose. Uh huh. That guy's just using it like billionaire uses hundreds. (laughs) Yeah. So you're talking about a whole thing? Harry or Lloyd in uh, Dumb and Dumber? (laughs) When they're watching the commercial? Oh, yes. And he starts crying, yeah. like that style? Yes, that yeah. style. That's certainly yeah. wasteful. On the, uh, what was that? In the bed in the, <laughs> the hotel room, I think. Yeah, the uh, yeah. Stanley. Yes. That's a real place in Estes Park. Oh, okay. Side, side note, nice. Melanie nice. from Texas. Uh-huh. The Stanley Hotel actually is where they filmed that. And um, what's the one about the dad that goes crazy? The Shining. Oh. They were both filmed there at that, at that uh, oh, wow. hotel. It's a famous I'll have to check out that hallway next time. And yeah. See what that is. Creepy. Yeah. Creepy. Yeah. 
Just Here's like, Johnny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like that. Yeah, that one. That was really good. Oh, thanks. Yeah. yeah. Been working on all that. Uh, well, no, I haven't. So. <laughs> so what is uh? What's the deal with that? With British versus Americans? I mean, it's not like they were some uh, very poor country or anything. No. Um, compared to Americans who got 22. But so, you have uh, to think about the production ability of the United States versus oh, yeah. the production ability of the British. And the British are actually getting bombed, directly bombed, in, during World War II. Granted, the Americans are bombed Pearl Harbor, but not mainland America. Right. And the UK is actually pretty small. So do they have... And all those people on that tiny little island... In the UK, I don't know if they had the supplies to give their GIs right. enough to wipe up the uh, the poop. The mess of van. Yeah. yeah. So maybe they just didn't have the supply that the Americans had. Because once they talk about once you had the, the war machine moving and the industrial, the American industrial. Oh, we were firing machine. Oh all yeah. All cylinders. And that's why. That's where it began. Exactly. And that's why the, we're not all speaking German and Japanese. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. So am I doing number two? Absolutely. Okay. Number two. In 1941, more than 3 million cars were manufactured in the U.S. Only 139 more were made during the entire war. That's insane. Okay, help us all. As, uh, I know you're a, a history buff. So help us define the entire war time period. So we're talking... So we're talking about the U.S.'s involvement here. and that's, So that's December 7th, 1941 to VJ Day in 1945 when the Japanese surrendered. Okay. And Hold up. How do you know exactly what dates those are? Well, I know December 7th was Pearl Harbor. Right. But I don't remember VJ Day. And I think okay. it was in June. Uh, Melanie in Texas might fact check us. Oh. Actually, we can fact check. Oh, I sure can. Again, 1941, you're talking about Pearl Harbor being bombed December 7th. So they had the entire year to manufacture those 3 million cars. Yeah. August 15th, 1945. Okay. So you've got the first year, or, or 1941, so they create 3 million. That's business as usual. Right up until December 7th, the Japanese bomb. And then from then on, for the next four years, or three and a half years, only 139 cars. They and were you, making tanks. They're making tanks, airplanes. I think Ford or sheets of paper. Sheets of paper. paper. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I think Ford or GM were, were actually changed their plants into like the airplane or yes. Tank. Is that absolutely? Okay. Yeah. So doing that. So Let me you, fact check that. Yeah, fact check that. And while you're doing that, yep. Oh, okay. correct. <laughs> All right. That is correct. So I have to wonder who are those 139 more vehicles made for? The upper echelon, right? Yes. Like, is it FDR's, um, like, yeah, gosh, we had his car? Had to have been 139 That's more. It. That's yeah. it in four yeah. years. That's insane. Wow. Yeah. So that's only you know 30 something cars a year. Um, no, you're right. Like, right? 33, who, 34, somewhere like around there. Man. So if you wanted a car back then. Yeah, during that time. Yeah. Or if you didn't have one, sorry. Number three. Four of every five German soldiers killed in the war died on the Eastern Front. Okay. 
fighting the Ruskies. This is... Oh, I'm about to show my ignorance on this a little bit. So paint me a picture there. What do we got going on? We've got... As far as the battlefield plan layout. So we got German, you know, Hitler's fighting on two fronts, right? Oh. He's fighting east. I'm guessing on the western and the eastern. That's right. That's why you got the west and east German. That's right. Okay, okay, I follow you. There he goes. And so he's he's fighting Europe. Who's he's fighting? Yeah, okay. And then later the United States comes in and saves everybody's butt because we're awesome. America. Oh. America. America. Thank you. Yeah. Okay, four out of every five dollars. That was a tough side right there. Yeah. Eastern front. Oh, yeah. That's a good statistic, too. Like, dang. So uh, that would lead me to believe, what, 80, 90% of the battle was really going on on that side? Yeah, that's what happened. There's like uh, the battle in Stalingrad where Stalingrad, Stalingrad, excuse me. And I'm apologizing to oh, our listening base. Gotcha. My mom might correct me. Yeah. So that's what I'm referring to when I say listening base. Uh -huh. Yeah. No, Stalingrad, where the Germans are not prepared, they don't have clothes, and they have to spend a winter in Russia. And they're all, most of them are dying from their injuries or from the cold. They're frostbitten, mm -hmm. and they're just getting pounded by the Russians who are prepared for battle and s sieges in that type of weather. The yeah, the climate. Yeah. yeah. And so, so they, Hitler just kept throwing troops upon troops upon troops upon Russia, and Russia was kicking their butts, mm. and they ended up beating them back. Mm. That's why, that's like you said, why, why we have East Germany and West Germany, but... Yeah. I I was surprised to read that too because I mean that means that only 20% of the German soldiers were killed on the Western Front where they were fighting the whole of Europe in the United States. Right. So I think a lot of that goes back to earlier on these countries were just like knocking over real easy. Like the Germans didn't lose a lot of soldiers taking over Western Europe. I think you know they just didn't know they weren't prepped for it. No, they, they weren't prepped for it. What no. was really about to happen? They thought it was just a yeah. smaller little yeah uh, vicinity of yeah strife. Yeah, like well, Germany's just taking back their old territories. Yeah. I don't like, think they knew yeah. their broad plan, mm -hmm. their large. You know. No, I mean his rise to power was pretty astonishing, though. I, if you look at his background and no. where he came from, yeah. And, but I think a lot of that stemmed from his childhood and where he came from too. Yeah. So and he was half Jewish. I know, self-hating right? Jew. Yeah, that's just crazy. Like, how did he get there? Yes, it's just crazy, kind of crazy. Yeah, so I need to just dig into that mental faculty a little bit. And see what's going oh, yeah. on there. Absolute psycho. Well, you know more about this than me. What would you ask? What would you? I mean, you know, you haven't interviewed Hitler. <laughs> no one can at this point. What do you think was going on there? Is he just a psychopath? Narcissist. Narcissist. He's right. Stuff, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Spiritual stuff. For right. sure. Definitely going on. A little bit of that going on. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so you mentioned 20%. That over there. Ah. Yeah. Carries right into number four. Yes. Only 20% of the males born in the Soviet Union in 1923 survived the war. Wow. Wow. Man, that this was this is about the saddest fact, I think, on here. Mm-hmm. Um, that's insane. 
it's not an not an entire generation, but th- that entire year that that meant something. That was a class, you know. Mm-hmm. That was a class that. I mean that that means eight out of ten people lost someone. So I like that. Yeah, that's the other part I didn't think about. That's yeah, so who's left behind? The whole. Yeah. And it affected every country, of course. Yeah. But when you look at it from a statistical standpoint like this, of how it affected everybody individually, mm-hmm. you know, eight out of ten of your neighbors probably lost somebody in that war. That's insane. So, so number five. In World War II, the youngest serviceman in the, U- in the U.S. military was Calvin Graham. He was 12 years old. Ooh. He lied about his age when he enlisted in the U.S. Navy. His real age was not discovered until after he was wounded. Wow. Yeah. Twelve years old, man. Gosh. He must have... One of those kids that just looked a lot older than his age, I guess. Already had a beard by 12. How do you not recognize that? Man. I have a daughter who's 12. Yeah. Definitely doesn't look 18. Yeah. Yeah. That's a kid. I went to. I don't know though. Did you have to be? Was it eighteen or seventeen? Not correct. I think it was eighteen. Okay. I could be wrong, but seventeen, eighteen they, looks different than twelve. That, no. I don't either. Okay. But I've heard of people doing fifteen, sixteen, mm-hmm. even seventeen, lying about it. But twelve, like. But we all had that kid in junior high that had sideburns and a beard in eighth grade. And yeah. You're like. This this was this kid. Right. Yeah. And the parents of that kid. Where'd Calvin go? <laughs> He said he's going to the park. <laughs> right. Riding his bike. Comes back four years later. And he's... A medal uh, of honor and a wounded leg. And he's still not 18. No. Yeah. Maybe 16, 15. That's, yeah. That's insane. Wow. So can you imagine at yourself at age 12 being in a war? I. Mm. No. No. It was a different time, though. Yeah. Maybe 13. Maybe 13. Okay. No, I was... I don't know. We're in middle school. Yeah. That's really young, man. Yeah, it is. Man. It's more worried about popping pimples on my face than, yeah. than going into battle. Yeah, get some Jolly Ranchers and But good Twix. for him and his patriotism. That's insane, man. Nice. It really is kind of crazy. Yeah. Like, I think also kids today, 12-year-olds today, are, I feel, younger than we were in the 90s at 12 years old. Because kids are so sheltered these days. Hmm. You know, and I guess a lot of that depends on the house that you're raised into. Yeah, I believe so, for sure. Yes. So, I guess right now what we'll do is take a little break, and we'll be right back. All right, we're back. Number six. To avoid using the German-sounding name hamburger during World War II, American used the name. Liberty steak. <laughs> That's just. Oh, I love that, it. I know that makes me think of French fries. They switched it over to Freedom fries. Yeah. You remember that? That was right after. It was like during the Iraq War, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Where the French were like talking crap and were like, like, "Well, screw you, <laughs> Freedom fries." Uh-huh. We're breaking free from French. And speaking of French's mustard, had to come out and release a. a pre- they had a press release that said, "We are not. We are not associated with France." Yeah. It was a guy named French, mm-hmm. and it was his mustard. Right. Because they were losing money. Yeah. Yeah. So the hamburger was invented in Germany. 
Mm, no, I think it's just a German sounding name. I don't think it's just a German. I think that's purely American. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Ham. I think it's because the city hamburger. I love the fact that anybody that has kids uh-huh. and they're under five, uh-huh. they always mix it up and just call it a booger. Oh, yeah. Yeah. See, uh, it took one time to get one after church. Yeah. Every Sunday now. Yeah. I want cheese hamburger. <laughs> Give me cheese hamburger, please. That doesn't sound good, son. <laughs> Give me just a minute. <laughs> <laughs> work one up for you. There you go. <laughs> Number seven. This was the most shocking to me. Adolf Hitler's nephew, William Hitler, or Bill, as his friends like to call him. I just added that in. Served in the U.S. Navy during World War II. William was wounded in action during the war, and he was awarded the Purple Heart. Bill Hitler. Crazy. Yeah, it is. Does that blow your mind? It sure does. That he was even like allowed to to be. Uh huh. It's nuts, huh? Yeah, and how he was over in our country. I guess signed up. It should have been some screening done there. Yeah, I think he. But actually, maybe not. I mean, he got a Purple Heart. He did. He did I think well. he had to denounce his uncle before like he came over. Yeah. I bet they had eyes on him. Oh, I bet they did. I bet they were watching him. I bet yeah. he uh, got that purple heart. They probably wounded him. Uh-huh. I bet they shot him in the leg. Let's get this guy out of here and give him a heart <laughs> yeah. before any damage happens. I'm sorry, Bill Hitler? No, that's a fake name. you got to be joking. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and yep. Bill Hitler? Oh, dear. Oh. What did that lunch table look like on the the, the Navy ship? Was any, like he alone? Uh, relation to, you know, what's his name? That guy oh, over on. there. And then he just got really awkward, yeah, and he was like, he's my oh. uncle. <laughs> but uh, your comrades will tell you that I've already denounced him. <laughs> your comrades. Just, uh, let's move on, please. That's right. Can we please move on from Hitler being my uncle? <laughs> Getting old. <laughs> That's good. Old Bill Hitler. Well, good for him with that purple heart. Yeah. Number eight. Oh, goodness. You got me here with the word. Ah, sorry about that. Hiru Onoda. Mm, that was good. Japanese Army Intelligence officer who fought in World War II, never surrendered in 1945. Until 1974, for almost 30 years, he held his position in the Philippines. His former commander traveled from Japan to personally issue orders relieving him from his duty in 1974. Mm, a lot of... A lot of lost time there for Mr. Uh, Anoda. Mm-hmm. You have to wonder, like, did they know he was there? You're like, he'll figure it out? <laughs> yeah. Hold the position. Hold the position. <laughs> what was he eating in the woods there in the Philippines? Yeah, yeah. Those are some MREs right there. That's the kind you want to get for, like, a... In case there's tornadoes or floods or something. That is amazing, man. That is amazing. His former commander finally had to go out there. Hiro, you held your position well. Yeah. 30 years. 30 years. I've known that you didn't need to be there. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and relieve you. This was a test. 
You passed. You passed. With flying Congratulations. Colors. You gotta think, did the guy have like a really bad marriage or did he have like a lot of gambling debt at home? And he's like, if I just stay out here. Where was the communication of this thing? I don't know. <laughs> if I just stay out here, I won't have to go back home. Out here in the bushes and eating berries is better than what was going on back there. Right, like you have to wonder why he held this position for 30 years. I don't know. Maybe he was tired of getting calls about his car warranty um, expiring. They won't I don't blame him one bit. What they don't tell you is right behind the um, commander was the the telemarketer about the car warranty. He went there with him. He said, hey, why why we got you here? The commander was. (laughs) That was his new job. The warranty. 30 years later. (laughs) He had to find a job. They were one and the same. Before I was calling you to check on you. Got something to sell you. <laughs> yeah, we've been out of the war for 30 years. I'm a, I'm a car warranty salesman now. Uh, so also, I'd like to let you know that you're relieved. <laughs> and uh, like to, I guess if I didn't have a car after 30 years. No? Well, your car's definitely out of warranty. <laughs> so let's re up for you. Yeah. It's been 30 years. Number nine. The first bomb dropped on Berlin by the Allies killed the only elephant in the Berlin Zoo. Oh, that's terrible. Isn't it? That they only had one. <laughs> Absolutely. So, uh, that is terrible that they only had one. It's also terrible that, you know, it died. Yeah, that, <laughs> is, that is something too. I can't believe they only had one though. Uh-huh. What a terrible zoo. Right? A lonely elephant. For sure. He's probably okay with it. Like, oh, finally. Jeez, so bored. Is that the only animal that they had in the zoo? Nothing else died? There was a sloth. The first bomb dropped on Berlin, but it killed the only elephant. So everything else lived. I guess for that first bomb. Wow. Must have been a dud. Must have been a dud. Must have clipped his leg or something. (laughs) Didn't explode. (laughs) Just got it. Took him out. Got it. Hit him right on the head. Over. Gone. Those elephants. Smart creatures, though. If Oda saw it coming, it would have got out of the way. <laughs> Guarantee it. And definitely would have remembered it had it survived. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Ah, I was trying to think about any elephant jokes. No. Where does the elephant keep his peanuts when he's driving? Where? He's drunk. Oh, yeah! <laughs> that was terrible. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. That's all right. That's all right. Let's go for sorry. that. Number 10. <laughs> That's it. Corporal Bob Roberts was charged with taking the surrender of one of the tallest soldiers in the German army. Standing at 7 foot 6 inches, Jakob Nocken towered over Roberts, who was 5 foot 3 inches. Ooh, short fella. As he accepted his surrender. Yeah. So, significantly taller than uh, yeah. Roberts. Yeah. That's two foot three. That's 27 inches taller. Mm. My goodness. That's a, that's a funny picture. Yeah. I don't that's know if like there's a mean. Yeah. And me. Well, you're not quite 5'3". No. It's like my dad and Yao Ming. Mm. I think Yao Ming's taller than seven foot six. Oh, he is. About nine foot two. That's David and Goliath. Oh, okay. That's Goliath from David and Goliath. So, uh, he died in 87. Mm. So, uh, and it says he died in Europe. 
that's a long time to live for somebody that height. You're right. It is. Usually, uh, yeah. Lifespan. A little bit shorter. Shorter than that. That's true. That's true. I, you know, interesting thing. Um, as we were looking over this, I remember uh, another tinfoil moment. Hitler. Interesting tidbit here. Yeah. Some people think that he died, although they never found an exact match. It's the body remains. So there was uh, nobody rumors. found him. They did find the body, but they're not sure if it was his. Oh. Rumors that he went down to Argentina, South America. Yep, a lot of them did. You know about this? Mm-hmm. You're a buff. Mm. Well, I am buff, but no, well. I'm also a history buff. Oh, nice. So well done. And then he moved on down to Antarctica. Now, have you heard about this? No, not the Antarctica part. Oh yeah. This By way of Patagonia. Real. This gets real juicy here. All right. So him and a few of his uh, lieutenants, whatever they called them. Henchmen? Yes. <laughs> Cronies? There you go. <laughs> Moved down to Antarctica. And this wow. was believed to be so much uh, as something that happened that the U.S. military, the Navy, yeah. sent the youngest um, admiral, yeah. who was named an admiral, uh, to go after him. Admiral Byrd uh, actually took one of the largest fleets ever to go down to Antarctica, which consisted of, I think, 3,400 uh, men, Dang. 20 ships, so many aircraft to go down there. Yeah. They went down there, and what they were greeted with something a little bit more than, uh, whoa, than German soldiers. Admiral Byrd went down there, and he got down there, and uh, he said, meeting a force that we have not seen before. There's aircraft down here that can fly pole to pole in a matter of pole seconds. Pole to pole, you're talking north to south pole. Yes. In a matter of seconds. Disc-shaped. Uh, Stop it. Oh, for real. Admiral Bird. Yes. He was an explorer. That's so, crazy, man. Leave it to me to move it right on into... Uh, well, you are our... Um, in-house conspiracy theorist. Yes, we will we'll jump right out of the box. I love time it. Well, you necessary. Absolutely, and I appreciate it. You're welcome. Yeah, thank you. That is uh, news to me. That is very intriguing. Well, my friend, are you ready for a little bit of quizzle dizzle? Yes. My name's Jay Weezy. I likes to keep it easy. Thunder Beezy here. I likes to keep it breezy. Now here's the dizzle. We likes to keep it rizzle. Sit Sit back, back, relax. relax. It's time time for Quizzle Dizzle. All right. Number one. According to the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs Statistics, how many of the 16 million Americans who served in World War II were alive in 2020? 16 million served in World War II. How many were alive as of last year, 2020? Okay. Y, C, A, B, C, D. <clears throat> you ready? Oh, I need to give you your options, don't I? <laughs> this is multiple uh, choice. Four. <laughs> A, four million. Okay. B, 2,500. Yeah. C, 325,000. Or D, 1.2 million. Mm, 2,500. 2,500? Yeah. It is actually C, 325,000. Wow. Yeah. 
That's that's a lot. Yeah, and the rate at which they're dying is like I can't yeah, remember how many. 90. Huh? Yeah, <laughs> like hundreds a day are leaving. Um, number two. What'd you say? Death. Death. Yeah. That's a part of. But we need to get those stories now, and I think there's yeah. a lot of people working on those stories and just finding out what was it like to be there. And what's interesting is I was watching some documentary from the 90s, and where these, like, it's such a benefit as kids to have these World War II vets that were not that, you know, not in their 90s, they were in 70s at that point. Yeah. You know? And we got to hear their stories. Yeah, I remember going to the grocery store and I would see people that were, have World War II veteran hats on. And I could have just gone up to them and shaken their hand and be like, oh my gosh, dude, you I didn't appreciate it for what it was. Now it's the Iraq, that's the Vietnam War stuff. Yep. The veterans, so. the Vietnam veterans. Mm-hmm. Even Korean veterans are few and far between. Yeah, but, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Number two, the state with the most veterans living today is A Texas, B New York. C, California, or D, Florida? Mm. Name off real quick. Texas, New York, California, Florida. Mm. Texas. Texas is incorrect. Oh, There are 16,000 in Texas, Uh but there are 34,000 in California. Oh, wow. 31,000 in Florida, Mm -hmm. and then 20,000 in New York. Oh. Yeah. But you got to think also with, you know... New York did not surprise me. I mean, those are four of the most populated states in the Union, right? Yep. But I thought Texas would have more. I thought so, too. Yeah. But, um, yeah, the population of the country, I think, during the 40s, I think there was a lot more people in, like, New York, uh, California, Florida. And anybody that was in New York, or not anybody, but a lot of them, when they retired, where'd they go? Florida. Florida. They all go to Florida. Number three. In World War II, U.S. factories cranked out, along with mountains of other munitions, about how many rounds of small arms ammunition? Oh, goodness. How many bullets? This is just our country? What was it again? Yeah. U.S. factories during World War II okay. cranked out this many. Are you ready? Ready. 524 million bullets. Mm, more. 1.2 billion. Closer. 41.4 billion. Mm. Or one trillion bullets. Forty-four point one. Forty-one point four billion. <laughs> you were in the general. Yeah, you got, got it, it, dude. I got one. Forty-one point four billion. Ooh, that's a lot of bullets. Oh yeah. Wow. I wonder what the hit rate was. We would never be able to discover this, but like maybe in heaven when we ask God, we'll be like, hey, what was the hit? Bunch rate? of these were kids out there, yeah. just getting their guns, just. Firing all over the place. Right, right. I bet it was like 1%. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I got him. Yeah, well, there's a lot of it. Just cover me. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. <laughs> cover me. All right. <laughs> Crazy. Oh, man. Oh, that was fun. Yeah, so that's World fun, War Two, man. The best of uh, a tough time for everybody. Yeah, so. yeah. They call it the greatest generation, and I think there's a really good reason for that. Came to the rescue of the world, ah. and then they came back and they went back to work and they had kids, mm. and uh, baby, the, boomer. baby boomers came from that. And I think there's a lot of boom effects, boom. a lot of boom boom, mm-hmm. 
But I think we could go into this in another episode, but I think there was a lot of residual effects from all the PTSD that was undiagnosed. And not known about at the time. Yes, it wasn't even known about that those baby boomers had to live with. as what, You know, the veterans of, the, of World War II had nightmares, I'm sure. And all sorts of terrible PTSD, but what did the effect did that have on the next generation? Because mm-hmm. they were all about peace and love, and the hippies came out of that. Yeah. So it's um, it's interesting how it changed the course of the country, Absolutely. and still is right now. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It's nuts, but that's good. Yeah. Well, don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, and share as always. And until next time. Yeah. Stay curious. And weird. That's it. Hasta la vista. That's a wrap. <laughs>